It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Washington football team, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Today's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order in the meantime find chris over the team 983 to 7 p.m eastern time monday through friday and on the radio.com app and on washington football and si.com find me over at locked on bucks and BucksNation.com or on twitter find chris at wrestlemania 621 find me at d harrison 82 and find the show at locked wft pod chris welcome back from the weekend hopefully it was a good weekend hopefully it felt longer than it actually was <laughs> Uh, and the great news is we get to kick off the week with more quarterback conversation, but this time it comes from somebody who's actually played the game uh, instead of those of us who just talk about the game. So that kind of adds a little bit of a different dynamic to it. Yeah, no doubt about it. So first of all, good to be back with you. Uh, David, hope you had a good weekend and hope everybody out there had a good weekend. So um, what you're referring to is late last week, caught up with uh, Logan Paulson, former uh, 10-year NFL tight end, most of that time with the Washington football team, but bounced around uh, and played in some big, big, big spots uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan uh, type guy, undrafted by Mike and Kyle Shanahan in 2010 out of UCLA, also played with the Chicago Bears and the Houston Texans for a little bit. So he does some analyst work for um, – uh, 106.7. And, and, you know, again, I've covered him for a long time and we've developed a good friendship. So I had him on my show uh, the other day with Pete Medhurst and we were just talking about the Alex Smith situation. And that of course led into Cam Newton and a good fit and not a good fit. And he dropped an interesting name that I know we have not talked about just yet that I'm excited to chomp into after we listen to this. Logan, we were, we were talking earlier and we've talked uh, you know, every day it seems as if a player gets an endorsement from somebody. And today, you know, Peter Schrager and Nate Burleson on Good Morning Football, you know, giving another kind of endorsement to Cam Newton. Everybody wants to tie him in because of the familiarity with Ron. And based on what we saw this year, and you and I watched a lot of these games in the afternoons together before we did our postgame show, based on what we saw from him – if it came down to, say, for here's the scenario. Washington and Alex Smith come up with an exit. So it's Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, Stephen Montez, the former Colorado Buffalo, and Cam Newton competing for the job. Ron said he wants competition. Who's winning that competition in your mind? You know, honestly, like I, I, that's a really good question. And at this point, and this is no slight against Cam Newton. It might, it might sound this way, but I think Kyle Allen wins the job. And I don't think it's because of anything Cam Newton's done. I think he's played great football. I think he's been a great player in this league for a long time. And obviously a game-changing and a franchise-changing player. But I think he's not quite that guy anymore. You know, he can't throw the football at a, at a super high level. He doesn't anticipate throws. 
super great. Like he never was that guy. And then now that he can't run the football the same way he used to, it's kind of, he's just become kind of a, I don't want to say average, but maybe above average player. And I think Kyle Allen has much more upside. So I think if you're a Washington football fan, I think if you're Ron Rivera, I think if, if you don't get a quarterback in the draft, which I'm sure you guys have talked about on some level, a guy that you can kind of project long-term, I think Kyle Allen does fine for you. Um, unless you kind of find someone else you feel good about, you know, like to me, uh, Brissett out of you know out of Indianapolis would be a better option than Cam Newton at this point because I think he fits the scheme that they've evolved into a little bit better. You know they, you know from what from, from what I read preseason, I don't think Ron wants to get back to this running quarterback Cam Newton centric offense, especially with the Cam Newton who's a little bit older. And I think you get a guy who can play from the pocket. I think that's going to be much more conducive to what this offense wants to be moving forward. All right, so that was Logan Paulson, former uh, longtime NFL tight end. Uh, again, m- much of his career with Washington, but then bounced around to a number of different teams. And uh, one of the smartest players, David, that I've ever covered. Uh, I love Logan, even though he was not a big, sexy, splash name. But that was an interesting answer um, to Pete Medhurst's question. Basically, you know, kind of set up, oh, hey, Cam, Alex Smith, uh, Kyle Allen, uh, Taylor Heineke, boom. And he goes with Kyle Allen, which, of course, makes some sense. But then he throws in a critique of Cam Newton, certainly nothing out of the ordinary, but then also the Jacoby Brissett um, you know, kind of dropped there. And I know he mentioned it a couple of other times in the interview, your reaction, let's start with Jacoby Brissett and -hmm. whether or not he might be somebody appealing to you for the Washington football team. Yeah. I like Jacoby Brissett. Um, I've been a big fan of his and, and really I kind of felt like he never got a true full shot at Indianapolis. I mean, he, he did have a shot in, in Indy, so you can't say he was, he was never given an opportunity, but I don't, I, I kind of feel like they moved on from him maybe a little too soon. And then now with bringing in Carson Wentz, it's pretty clear that Jacoby Brissett uh, is not the guy they, they feel like uh, that can bring them into their future, so to speak. And I mean, they might want to keep him keep him around as a backup and all that stuff. But I mean, Jacoby's 28 years old. He'll be, he'll be 29 uh, near the end of, of next season. So, I mean, his, his clock isn't, you know, draining necessarily, but it is kind of getting there. He's getting into that position where he's just going to be a career backup. And that's all. If he wants to go to a place and earn a starting job, he's, he's going to look for a place that really doesn't have a solidified starter waiting, uh, waiting in the wings. And that's, that's the Washington football team. That's a couple of other teams as well, but really it's Washington football team. And, you know, Ron Rivera's already said he wants competition in the room that was, that was set on the radio uh, that you guys talked about. And, and I think that's the position that Jacoby's looking for. He's not going, nobody's giving him a starting job. Nobody's guaranteeing him a starting position. So the best he can hope for is a place to go where he has the opportunity to shine and, and Washington presents that. And I think he's the kind of guy that Ron Rivera would like. I mean, you look at all the quarterbacks right now in the landscape that are kind of complaining about their teams or wanting out of their contracts or wanting to be traded. I mean, Jacoby has as many reasons to be, you know, burned on Indianapolis as any, and, and he might be the quietest guy of the entire group. So, you know, he's not the status of a, of a Russell Wilson or a Dak Prescott. Sure. But you know, when, when it comes to players complaining about their situations, he probably has more to complain about than a lot of these guys, but he's silent, keeps his head down, does his job. And you go back to last season with, you know, with the second team and, and how he would celebrate with the defense on the sidelines and everything. I mean, he's a team guy. The team players love him. He's a locker room leader. So, uh, and you know what? If he loses the battle to a Kyle Allen or something like that, you know he's going to stand behind that starter and support him instead of hoping for his downfall. So, I mean, it, it makes too much sense not to at least have the conversation if, if it's possible. Uh, and I would love to see him get an opportunity in Washington. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I've always liked 
you know, his developmental arc, if you will. And I know this, he's got a rocket for an arm um, when given the time. I mean, I was watching a bunch of tape quarterback data mine on Twitter, put this out at QB data mine uh, back in 2019. Brissett was the fifth best deep passer in the NFL uh, in 2019, 51.6% of his throws that traveled further than 20 yards downfield complete a lot of back shoulder, a lot of boundary type passes, but good air under the ball. Pretty accurate. Again, 51.6 is not super accurate, but on long balls it is. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that you would get with Jacoby Frizzette. And I think again, yeah. being around the Patriots, being around McDaniels and, and, and Belichick and Frank Reich the last couple of years, I think he could only bring something a little bit further to the table. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Jacoby Brissett probably doesn't have a lot of prop bets going around about his no. potential location, but there are plenty of prop bets about plenty of these free agents and these quarterbacks that are asking out of their jobs. And if anybody wants to go out there and put some money, make a wager on where those quarterbacks are going to land, they can do so with our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it's football futures, the NBA, college basketball, hockey, or baseball, which is is playing its first games on Sunday. BetOnline even has you covered for awards TV shows and reality TV. So really, whatever you're interested in, you can probably find something about it on BetOnline.ag as they've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. When you sign up, make sure you use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Again, that's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're covering everything you need to know about the Washington football team, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well. With Locked On Today, it's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Again, you can listen to David on the Locked On Bucks podcast with James Yarko and as well read him, BucksNation.com. And here with us every day on LOWFT. Follow him on Twitter at DHarrison82. You can follow the podcast at LockWFTPod and as well me on Twitter at Russellmania621. All right, David, let's get uh, right into it. I saw this over the weekend, <clears throat> so I wanted to bring it up to you and ask for your opinion. Um, ESPN did on uh, ESPN Plus 2021 NFL offseason's biggest questions with a couple of weeks to go before uh, free agency. And of course, one of them was who will be Washington's starting quarterback in week one in 2021. I mean, I know we haven't discussed this enough already, but we're going to keep discussing it because everybody's got a different opinion. So what they Mm -hmm. did was they had a panel of experts, right? And analysts and insiders, including John Keim, who's their longtime uh, Washington football team reporter, uh, Matt Bowen, former NFL safety and analyst, 
Thomas, Mike Clay, their fantasy guy, Jeremy Fowler, so on and so forth, Dan Graziano. Uh, and here, here's the deal. They had everybody vote and give a little analysis. There were four votes for Sam Darnold, two for Ryan Fitzpatrick, two for Cam Newton, and one for Alex Smith. So the best way I could phrase the question to you is, does any of that surprise you for Darnold, two Fitzpatrick, two Cam Newton, one Alex Smith? Uh, a little bit with Sam Darnold, just because, I, you know, it, it's really just a difference in mindset. And, and you have to look at it when you look at building your team. If, if, you, if you're not going for a guy for a young guy that you really think is the future of your franchise, then I kind of almost say, well, what's the point? Like, what's the point of going after a young guy you don't truly believe can be the future of your franchise? And I just can't wrap my head around the fact that somebody would see Sam Darnold as a surefire, you know, future of their franchise. And maybe he got, a, you know, a raw deal in New York. Maybe he didn't get the mentorship or the scheme put around him in the system and the support that he needed. And that's all fair. Uh, but you know some of the some of the raw athletic tools and some of the the arm talent. He you know, he's made good throws, but he's also made a lot of bad throws and bad decisions. And so I just it, it's kind of one of those things that you're taking a young guy who's already damaged. You know where's his confidence at? Where where's that going to take him? And and you kind of feel like it's probably a situation where you're essentially going to rebuild this young man if he's even rebuildable. So going that route to me just seems a little self defeating. I guess if it's if I if I would say it that way. So to me. If you're not going after a young guy that you feel is the future of your franchise, then you go for a veteran, you know, and that would be Ryan. In this list, it would be Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, or Alex Smith. And again, I don't think Alex gives the interview that he gives to GQ if he feels like he's coming back. And if he doesn't feel like he's coming back, there's probably a reason for it. Cam Newton, you know, we've already talked about that, uh, obviously, at full length. And I know there's a lot of people who want him. That's kind of an easy connection to make. But again, I kind of lean back on if Ron Rivera wanted him, why wasn't he here last year's type of thing? And and there's other things that go into that as well, but I just, you know, and then you talked about last week, the reports that really, you know, don't expect it to happen. So Ryan Fitzpatrick makes the most sense to me, uh, you know, that that's just kind of the way that I look at it. Um, but again, Jacoby Brissett is a name we haven't talked about before. And then Marcus Mariota, if he becomes a free agent, you know, now you're talking about a guy who's younger, you can bring him in and pay him a salary to where he's that younger veteran. You're not going to pay him like he's the future of your franchise, but he's also not so old that you he has a chance to develop into the quarterback of your future. Yeah, I think what you just said there about Mariota and his situation, which we touched on, I think, on the last episode and maybe second to last episode, is really, I think, for Washington or really anybody to acquire him, it's probably going to have to be because he's cut loose and out of that contract with all the incentives. Um, and, and by the way, real quickly, uh, I saw a note over the weekend. Woody Page of uh, Around the Horn on ESPN. Uh, I don't really watch that, but he connected the dots between Denver and Ryan Fitzpatrick saying on Twitter that they've already discussed with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now they're not allowed to do that. He wrote it in such, it wasn't like they've discussed like potentially bringing him in. They (laughs) said they've already talked with Ryan. So who knows if that was just a a misspeak or whatever, but I mean, there's going to be competition for, especially if Mario is not on the market, Um, you know, and, and Brissett again, now a name, you know, that we haven't talked about until today. So just keep Mm -hmm. that in mind. We still have a long, a long, short path to figuring out who actually is going to be available besides who we already know uh, is available. So there was another piece 
and part of this particular ESPN piece. And I know we've obviously discussed Allen Robinson before, uh, but um, Allen Robinson and where he's going to wind up is certainly a, an interesting situation. And two of their analysts picked the Washington football team, Jeremy Fowler and Jason Reed, both picked Washington to wind up with Allen Robinson. Certainly connecting the dots, that makes sense. But I guess I would ask you this. If Allen Robinson gets the franchise tag from the Bears, who are in win-now mode and survive mode, and he doesn't want to do that, we've discussed kind of potentially trading him. If you're Washington, are you in on hunting him down for a trade or because the market is so flooded, you just say, look, I, I can't go there and I'm going to go to the, the next available free option. Right. It's really going to depend on what they ask. And if they franchise tag him, they're not asking for, for a cheap draft compensation. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, they're definitely going to want the house and, and you can't, you can't do that for a wide receiver. It's just uh, in, in this market, like you said, with the amount of free agents for one, that are going to be available. And then two, you look at the draft classes. I mean, the last two, you know, draft classes worth of wide receivers, really the last three, if you look at it, have have really just been amazing and, and have put a lot of playmakers on the field for NFL teams. And this one looks just as good, and the next one's probably going to look just as good as well. There's just, you know, as the game has progressed, you know, sometimes college football and, and professional football don't see eye to eye. But one thing that they do see eye to eye on is, is the use of wide receivers mm-hmm. for both short and big play abilities. And, I mean, there, there's no shortage of wide receivers coming out. Uh, in the NFL draft. So uh, it's, it's not quite to the point where you don't see teams wanting to pay wide receivers that second contract and all that stuff, but it is to the point where you're really not, I, I don't imagine, unless it's like a Calvin Johnson type of player, which I love Allen Robinson, but he's not that guy. Right. You're not going to get a team to, to pay a King's ransom for a wide receiver in a trade deal. Uh, I, I really hope the Chicago Bears don't franchise tag him. He, he deserves to get out. Um, but at the same time, as far as connecting him to Washington, I mean, the need for Washington and the desire for Washington to bring in Allen Robinson is obvious. And I think that, you know, if, if Allen agreed to make a visit or have a zoom conference that, you know, the Washington, the franchise would be you know through the roof about that opportunity. But I think if I'm Allen Robinson, just trying to put myself in his shoes and I don't know him. So I don't know, you know, all of his motivations, but if you look at his career and you look at what he's done, really one of the most underrated receivers in large part, because he hasn't had a lot of solid quarterback play around him. I think he's looking at a, at a green Bay, maybe a Buffalo, uh, before he ever you know looks at a Washington, I think he's looking to join forces with one of those uh, kind of top passing quarterbacks. And Kyle Allen is, or uh, or Josh Allen is kind of at the bottom of that list. But I think he's probably looking at a Green Bay or something like that if they can swing the cap space uh, enough to pay him enough. I don't know that he's looking to break the bank, but I think he's looking to play for a top tier quarterback. And in Washington situation, that 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 just may not be a fit right now. You know, I was talking to Lauren Cox, the host of the Locked On Bears podcast last week. Uh, for a project. And he was saying that Allen Robinson would be very much open to stay in Chicago, but only under a long-term deal. Like he wants to come back to the Chicago bears. It's not like he's, you know, trying to divorce him. He just doesn't want to be on the franchise tag and have basically one year of security. So that's going to be a really, really interesting situation uh, to watch. And again, the, the market, not only what you said about the draft, but the market in terms of free agency, and we've discussed Kenny Galladay, um, you know, obviously Antonio Brown is out there, um, uh, Chris Godwin, um, Juju Smith-Schuster, Curtis Samuel. I mean, that's just the, the top of the class, and then there's right. a lot more. So, yeah. um, you know, with Allen Robinson, so that's going to factor into it all. All right, the improved built bar is here, and even more 
Deliciouser, if that's a word. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, plus your 12 original flavors. And they're always coming up with something new beyond that. Peanut butter, uh, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie is my all-time favorite. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They're healthy for you, low in carbs, low in sugar, um, high in fiber, and great for any diet that you would be on. Good for a meal replacement, good for dessert, good for breakfast, whatever you want them for. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code. It's a new one, Locked On 20 That's Locked On 20 for the promo code NEW, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20, the number 20, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wrapping up today's episode here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell coming at you. After you're done with this episode, check out the Peacock and Williamson Podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host the Locked On Peacock and Williamson show every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every team and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. All right, it is our free agent focus before we get to Mock Draft Monday. And today, as we continue to go down PFF's list, number 15, David, and it's Marcus Williams, free safety from the New Orleans Saints. And he's you know, he's come a long way. Um and he's pretty good. And he's, I don't know if he's, you know, as good as Justin Simmons, uh, but he's going to get paid and he's going to get a nice contract. And I'm not sure if New Orleans, with all of their situation, is going to be able to bring him back. What do you think about Marcus Williams? And do you see Washington, you know, making a big splash, if you will? Um, if somebody like that is available because they're not spending a ton of money right now at cornerback. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, again, it kind of goes back to theology and the theories of building a roster. And for me, you know, we've talked about this before, the further away you get from the ball, kind of the less, uh, you know, money you want to dedicate to that position. I think that there's enough free safety talent uh, in, in, in the pool. I think that there's, there's not enough of a need to go out and sign a guy like Marcus Williams at 14 and a half, you know, on average, you're close to 14 and a half on average. I think that that money is better spent. When you talk about a team that has issues in the trenches and not on the defensive side, obviously, but more on the offensive side of the ball, if you've got trench issues, it doesn't really matter what you have going on on the other side of the ball. And I know that we're talking about, you know, beefing up the defense with, with the back end of the secondary. Um, but when I look at Marcus Williams, you have to kind of wonder if he didn't, you know, uh, kind of, I want to say take advantage, but if he didn't benefit a little bit more than maybe people give him credit for from guys like Cam Jordan on his team. And even, you know, Trey Hendrickson was, is a guy that stepped up in, in some key spots. And then Marcus Davenport is another pass rusher that the Saints went out and, and they, 
and they paid a lot for it, you know, in draft capital to move up to get him. So, I mean, when, when you have a defensive back playing that far off the ball, who's also playing with a cornerback like Marshawn Lattimore, I mean, you kind of look at it, you say, well, you know, Washington, there's a similar type of defensive build. So Marcus could be just as successful there. But again, is it because Marcus was successful himself or is it because that defense allowed him to be because in the same, in the same token, you can go out and draft, you know, a third round free safety that we're going to talk about here in a minute in, in a mock draft Monday and potentially have a similar type of production eventually with that young man, as you could have Marcus Williams, you're going to spend significantly less money doing so. And then that money can go to sign a, a you know, a Taylor Moton or, or something like that to help secure your offensive line. That's just me. That's how I would uh, build a team. So for me, Marcus Williams would be too rich for my blood. Uh, but you know, there's also something to be said to building a championship level or killer defense as well as you try to shore up the offensive side of the ball. No doubt about it. That's David Harrison. This is Mock Draft Monday as well, right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. David, you were just referring to uh, profootballnetwork.com's Matt Valdivinos has his latest three-round mock draft out. And at number 19, he has linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Awusu Koromora as the number one pick, or at number 19, I should say, in the first round. Would you be in favor of that if guys like Rashad Bateman from Minnesota, the wide receiver, also a need position, Christian Derisaw, the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, just a couple of guys that go after that in this mock draft. If that was the case and that's the layout, would you like that? Uh, no, and it's not because of Jeremiah Usakormo. I, I really like him a lot. Um, but it, uh, even in his writing, Valdivinos writes that he's, he's kind of a tweener, right? He's a guy that's got safety experience, linebacker experience, but he's not really a clear-cut either one of those type of players. And he compares him to an Isaiah Simmons, and he, he compares him to some other players, you know, a Jeremy Chin. And the thing about those kinds of players is you either nail it or you you blow it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and uh, Hassan Reddick is another kind of player that kind of that comes to mind. The Arizona Cardinals drafted Hassan Reddick, who played edge in college and did really well, had some safety experience, and they tried to make him an off-ball linebacker. And when and when I look at Koromoa, Wusu Koromoa, I, I feel like Washington's probably going to try to turn him into an off-ball linebacker, or are you bringing him in to be more of a strong safety type, which you already have Cam Curl, so I don't know if you really need to, to dedicate that type of draft capital to him. So to me, he's too much of a tweener. And unless, you know, if I'm Ron Rivera and my defense coordinator says, this is exactly how I'm going to use him and I can show you on tape, boom, here's why he's going to work, here's why he's going to work, here's why he's going to work, I would stay away from that, especially when you're trying to build a team. Uh, Try to build those building blocks before you kind of go out there and put the rims on the car, you know, before it's ready to drive off the driveway. Christian Derrissaw. If Christian Derrissaw from Virginia Tech, the offensive tackle is available at 19, I don't see a whole lot of other players that not only fit a need, but are also, you know, arguably the best player on the board. And that's kind of the argument in every, you know, draft room is, uh, you know, do you, do you go best player available or do you go player or position of need? And I've always had this argument that I hate talking about that because the the two feed each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you have a franchise quarterback, like if you have Tom Brady and you're drafting 32nd overall and, and he's on a two-year deal, do you need a quarterback? No. So the best player available is not going to be a quarterback no matter the situation, right? So when you look at the Washington football team, they need trench help. We just talked about that. Christian Darisaw is the best offensive lineman on the board in this mock draft in 19. So your position of need marries your best player available. That's the perfect fit. That tells you right there that you're making the right choice. Christian Darisaw is my pick in 19 if the board falls this way. All right. And then real quickly, the rest of Aldovinos' three-round mock draft. He has at number 51, Elijah Moore, a wide receiver, 
from Ole Miss going to the Washington football team. So again, there's your wide receiver and, and what we just talked about earlier uh, in the show. And then in round three uh, of uh, Valdovinos's mock draft. And again, you can see the whole thing at profootballnetwork.com. He's got Hunter Long, a tight end from Boston College. We've touched on on the last episode with OJ Howard, the need for Washington with Jeremy Sprinkle, a free agent. I'm not sure if he's coming back and really nobody else to help out Logan Thomas, how they certainly need another tight end. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Elijah Moore, I like him, you know, just from a speed aspect, I worry about his physicality and his ability to stand up to NFL defenses. And then, you know, with Washington's quarterback situation, he's the kind of guy that's either going to take a lot of short passes, screen passes, and you're going to try to see if he can make some guys miss I don't know that he can break tackles as, as reliably at the NFL level. Um, but then you talk about the deep ball. You got to have a guy that can drop the ball into the bucket. And again, I don't know if Washington's got a quarterback on roster right now. You kind of go back to what you said about Jacoby Brissett. I mean, maybe that works out there. Me personally, I'd rather see them go after a Curtis Samuel and then draft maybe a bigger guy later on. Hunter Long does the same thing essentially that Logan Thomas does. Um, so if you're looking at a second tight end, I'd kind of like to see a guy with a little bit of a different skill set so you can go into 12 personnel, maybe a better block or something like that. Hunter Long basically looks like Logan Thomas light, if you, if you ask me, so I don't really like that fit. Andre Sisco is the guy I like in this in this mock draft. Uh, free safety out of Syracuse, ball skills, he knows how to make plays, and he, he complements uh, with aggression and also intelligence. A guy like Cam Curl on the back end of the defense really well. So... Yeah, I love Matt. He and I do. We talk quite often on Twitter, actually. He and I had some interactions. But for me, you know, again, I don't like the first round pick. I go the offensive lineman, the two middle guys, kind of a, kind of a, an iffy type of deal. But Andre Sisko is where this mock draft redeems itself for me. If this happened, I'd probably give Washington a C minus that could turn into a B if Owusu turns into a playmaker. Here I was giving out one third round pick, and I forgot about the second third round pick because usually Washington. Uh, is kind of missing picks from bad trades and bad moves. And you're absolutely right. Um, you know, so, so they have a chance uh, right now, two chances to, to really improve themselves in the top 100 ish of the draft. All right. So um, again, you can check out the entire three round mock draft at profootballnetwork.com. Uh, and I know uh, David, you were mentioning that you and James talked about um, that particular mock draft and, and use a lot of their stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. on the Locked on Bucks podcast. So certainly you can find out more and hear more uh, about that. All right, that is uh, going to do it for us today. As we get a new week started, we have lots more content coming uh, for you this week. Thanks to our partners, betonline.ag and Built Bar for uh, their sponsorship and patronage. Thanks to you guys for listening, downloading. Don't forget to leave a review and help out other Washington football fans uh, find us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks again for listening. See you on the next episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.